Welcome to the Lady Preacher Podcast, a podcast for the progressive Christian, where we talk about an all-loving God, an embodied Christ, and an ever-moving spirit. Dive right in as we wrestle with what it means to live out our faith in the world. Hi, friends. Welcome. I'm so glad you are here. I am Pastor Kelsey Beebe, and today is my birthday. It is February 21st. We won't release this until later, but today, the day I'm recording, is my birthday. And I'm so grateful to be here with all of you and celebrating. We do have a little treat for later this week, our Wednesday interview. Usually, I am interviewing someone of a wonderful faith leader out in the field. But this week we're flipping the script. My friend Delaney Schlake Cruz is going to interview me. So you'll get to hear some of my story and some of what I have to say um, <laughs> beyond what I share with you every Monday and in the other interviews. Um, but I had such a fun time with Delaney and I'm so grateful that she brought that idea to me. So we'll be bringing that to you on Wednesday and I'm so excited and I hope you listen and, and let me know what you think. All right, let's dive in because as much as I love being here with you celebrating, I also want to go out into the world and celebrate. I think I'm going to go get a donut and maybe some ice cream for later because I am a sweet tooth. But today we're going to dive in. We're going to read the gospel according to Mark. And this is chapter one. We're reading verses nine through 15. So I invite you to take a deep breath in, let it out, slow it down. And hear God's word for us this day. In those days, Jesus came from Nazareth of Galilee and was baptized by John in the Jordan. And just as he was coming up out of the water, he saw the heavens torn apart and the spirit descending like a dove on him. And a voice came from heaven saying, you are my son, the beloved with you. I am well pleased. And the spirit immediately drove Jesus out into the wilderness. He was in the wilderness 40 days, tempted by Satan, and he was with the wild beasts and the angels waited on him. Now, after John was arrested, Jesus came to Galilee, proclaiming the good news of God and saying, the time is fulfilled and the kingdom of God has come near. Repent and believe in the good news. Here ends our reading. Please pray with me. Good and gracious God. Thank you for your love and your faithfulness. Help us to hear this story with new eyes, new ears, a new heart. Open us to what you might be saying today. I ask your blessings upon each person hearing this word that they may see a glimmer of your light and your love in their lives. Open our hearts and our minds and fill our wells today. Amen. From the very beginning, we spend our lives learning and doing and achieving. We learn to walk and people clap. And then we learn to read and people celebrate us. We learn math and do all these different things. And then we end up working or serving others or doing all these things. And what happens, this is all well and good, but eventually sometimes we start to tie our worth to what we do and what we can achieve. 
And we start to hustle then for our worth, thinking that the more we do, the more we achieve, the more worthy we are of love, or the more worthy we are of this life we've been given. And we're taught this, honestly, from a really young age, we're taught that we'll be celebrated for a good grade or for a win on the soccer field or for answering a question correctly. And while that's beautiful, while it's beautiful to celebrate these things, sometimes that can have the effect of sending the message that when the opposite happens, we are not loved or celebrated, that we are not loved and celebrated when we don't get the good grade or when we lose on the field or when we get the question wrong. So we start to put a lot of of pressure on ourselves to do and go and push and achieve. And we hustle for our worthiness, believing that we are only good and worthy when we are achieving and doing. And what happens then is burnout. We're trying so hard to do everything and be everything to everyone that we burn out. But what if, what if we just stopped? What if we just trusted that who we are as we are is enough? If we stripped away all of our achievements, everything we've done, everyone we've helped, if we stripped that all away, would we still believe that we are good, that we are worthy, that we are loved? How would it change you if you believed that you didn't have to do or achieve anything in order to be worthy of this life? What happens in our gospel story today is that God takes one look at Jesus and says, This is my son, the beloved. With him, I am well pleased. And God says this, this is the revolutionary piece of this. God says these words before Jesus has done anything, anything at all. Jesus has not healed anyone. He has not taught anyone. He has not prayed over anyone. He doesn't have any followers or disciples. He hasn't preached a word, hasn't performed any miracles, nada, nothing, not a thing. This is at the very beginning before Jesus starts any of his ministry. And yet, God calls him beloved and says, with him, I am well pleased. Before Jesus has achieved anything, helped anyone, before anyone even knows his name, God says, you are my beloved and with you, I am well pleased. And what is true, my friends, for Jesus is true for us too. That you are God's beloved. And God is pleased with you. You do not have to earn God's grace and approval. You are loved exactly as you are from the very beginning. Before you ever did or learned or earned or achieved anything, you are loved. The name you are given is beloved. That is who you are. And no matter what in your life tries to challenge that, no matter what wilderness you experience in your life, this identity holds true that you are beloved. And it may feel in the wilderness of your life that God has abandoned you, but God has not. 
In Mark's gospel, we don't hear anything about what happens to Jesus in the wilderness. We don't know the exact temptations. All it says is he was in the wilderness 40 days tempted by Satan and he was with the wild beasts and the angels waited on him. That's all we know. That's all it says. But what we do know is that he wasn't alone. Listen to this last part. Jesus was with the wild beasts and the angels waited on him. Amidst all of the scariness of the wilderness and the wild beasts, there were angels there with him. I can imagine if Jesus is fasting during this time, as the Gospels of Matthew and Luke tell us, if he was not eating or drinking, he must have felt pretty horrible. You know, by day 10, by day 20, by day 30, and he's there for 40 days. I know how I get when I haven't had any food for half the day. Right? I know I'm not alone in that. We all have hanger, right? But Jesus trusts and believes in this identity God has given him. And the angels tend to him. You know, I I think also about the story of Noah and the ark and the promise God makes after the flood that, that God would never flood the earth again and puts a rainbow in the sky. But what happens before that? What happens when Noah and his family are on this ark and they see all this flood and it keeps raining and raining and raining and raining for 40 days? How did they feel on day 15? How did they feel on day 30 or day 39 with So much rain with the flooding and the devastation and the hardship and smelly animals and family arguments. I cannot imagine being stuck on a boat with my family as much as I love them for 40 days. That'd be miserable. And again, like I love my family, but I I wouldn't want to do that. And so how would I feel? Would I still believe in God's faithfulness on day 30? If we are Jesus in the wilderness, do we believe in God's faithfulness on day 30? Do we still believe that we are beloved, that God is pleased with us? But here's the thing. God doesn't abandon us in the wilderness. God has not abandoned Jesus in the wilderness. The angels waited on him. He was with the wild beasts and then there were angels there as well. Both. And so in the midst of the wilderness moments in our lives, there are wild beasts, but there are also angels among us, tending to us, keeping us safe. They are seen and unseen. They are the stranger who smiles at us, the kind words sent to us from a friend, the song lyric that happens at just the right moment. Those are the things that carry us through the wilderness, reminding us that God has not abandoned us. Our identity, no matter how much it gets shaken by hardship we experience in the wilderness, it holds true. It holds true that you are God's beloved and with you, God is well pleased. That never changes. God is faithful. God is with you. People will tell you throughout your lives that this is not true, that you are not beloved, that you have to hustle and earn your place and earn your love and earn your belonging. But that is not true for God. You, my friend, have a place in God's kingdom that cannot be taken. Your core identity is a beloved child of God. 
God looks at you from the very beginning and now, and God calls you beloved. God has never abandoned you in your wilderness and never will. God was with you, is with you amidst the thorns and the leaves and the wild beasts. There are angels among you. God looks at you, at us, and says, you are my children. With you, I am well pleased. That's the truth. Amen. My friend, thank you so much for joining us today. I am so grateful for you. Without you, this ministry would not be possible. So thank you from the bottom of my heart. The Lady Preacher podcast is part of a nonprofit called Dancing Pastor Ministries. And you can find us online at dancingpastor.org or join the community by finding us on Facebook at Dancing Pastor Ministries. If you would like to be a part of supporting this podcast, there are many ways you can do that without giving monetarily. You can share our posts on social media, send an episode to a friend, or just leave a review. If you would like to support us financially, you can do so at dancingpastor.org slash give. My friend, you are a gift. Thank you for being here and God bless.